Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Tutal Stuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Stahl Thompson. Thurston. Thurston. We don't have the same last name. Nick. Thank you for having me today, Charles. I, I surely do appreciate mm. you bringing me on as a guest as many days as you can handle. So I, thank you. Yeah. As many days as you are willing to be a guest. All right. Well, it, it turns out that's quite a few. Yeah. It, and by the way, if you want to know how many of this, you can hit the subscribe button. Or actually, I think it's, I think it's follow on Apple Podcasts now, too. I don't it, even think it's subscribe anymore. I think it's follow. Isn't that the special? So just hit the follow button. Now we don't have to tell you specifically which button. Just follow us on your podcast app, and we will send a brand new episode to your phone every single day of the week when we want to, talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. So to start off today, we're going to talk a little bit about something that has been ongoing for quite some time that we have never mentioned before, ever. And before you're like, ugh, I'm sick of this, we're going to talk about some of the libertarian perspective, the property rights perspective, the philosophical perspective on this when it comes to the Britney Spears conservatorship saga. So for those of you who, for some reason, don't know, Britney Spears went, uh, I I don't know, she went off the deep end just a little bit some years ago. It's been, I don't know, 13, 14 years now. I feel like it's, it's been since she since she uh, went off the rails a little bit, and her father was able to get a conservatorship because she had a lot of money. And she was going to do something to destroy her fortune, apparently. Some of you kids don't know who Britney Spears is, but when I was in, when I was in high school and grade school, she was a pretty big deal, okay? And so she got a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then she went a little crazy, which, which happens from time to time. And it turns out her rights to that money was taken away by the court system. Now, this is something that does happen. She even had a Vegas show, too, right? Yeah, she's done some touring. She's released a new album, I think, since then. And, but still can't have access to her wealth. She's on, a, I think, a weekly stipend mm. from, from her money. So, and I think it's like $1,000 a week or a little more than that. One or two thousand dollars a week, and she's got tens of millions of dollars technically mm-hmm. that she doesn't have access to. Okay, now the conservatorship is something that is pretty common, but typically, typically it's for people who are mentally incapacitated, people who are elderly, people who can't make decisions anymore, and someone in their family will come in and say, I'm going to take control of the reins here when it comes to your finances because you're not able to make decisions anymore. I do think that this is helpful sometimes because you can have someone who could end up getting taken advantage of by other family members or other people. There's a whole movie about that, by the way. I don't remember what it's called. Probably. But this uh, lady built like this billion dollar empire. I can't can't remember what it's called. Is that the one that just came out? Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, care a lot. That one. Yeah. I was on Netflix or something. With the crazy girl from Gone Girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, did that, was that in the movie theater? I don't remember. I think it was a Netflix movie, pretty sure. Yeah. It was good. I didn't, was I didn't really watch good. it because the title was so stupid, so I just didn't well, watch it. It was a good movie. <laughs> okay. And it, was, it was very interesting because 
she had all kinds of conservatorships where she just drained all these old people of every single penny they had. And she laundered the money in, in quite interesting ways. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, though, but it was, it was good. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on with Brittany here. So she doesn't have access to her empire that she created. There's a lot of really interesting conversations. Well, she has we'll like a med- not medical, but uh, makeup products and all, all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, I'm not sure. She's I haven't a multi, followed. She's a multimillionaire. Yes. Lots of millions of dollars. From her name, likeness, and image. Um, now Congress is wanting to come. It, when there is a problem that's really bad, what you need is for politicians to come forward and fix the situation mm-hmm. because that's who you look to to solve most of your problems in day-to-day that's life. That's who we need most. And, and they care a lot about taking care of people and making sure that you're not taken advantage of and that you have the right to your money. That This mm-hmm. is something that senators and congressmen and women are most known for, is making sure that you retain the rights to your money. All of your money. Yeah, that, that's what they're most known for. So if someone doesn't come in and have control over it. Yeah, yeah. They, they can do w- whatever they want with it. They would never want that to happen. <laughs> to you not have the full rights over what gets done with your money? They would never want to do and that. And this is what makes this conversation so interesting. It's a very ironic conversation. I love when the rest of the world joins libertarianism for even for a brief moment. Isn't it weird? It feels nice. So we, I was talking the other day, personal story, with... Um, with a friend of mine, she's younger, um, and and she, you know, during the last election cycle was a pretty big Bernie fan. But then we were talking about taxes, and she was like, "Well, what would the what would your tax rate be if you made a hundred thousand? And I was like, "Oh, your effective tax rate would somewhere around twenty two percent. Twenty twenty two percent would be your effective tax rate." And she goes, "That's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> like in which yeah. way? She thought it was too many taxes? Yeah, way too much. Oh. She goes, taxes are dumb. And she's a Bernie supporter? She was, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, okay. So, That's well, interesting. She's young. She's okay. young and, and growing and learning. And, uh, you know, I'm real proud of her for it. That's what I was saying. Even for a brief moment, if everyone dips their toes in libertarianism, they start to ask questions and be like, what? well, why is that? What do they do that for? You know, then you take all that sound good rhetoric and you start to put it in real life and then you... There's no better term for it, but you Alex Jones yourself. You wake up. <laughs> you wake up. You know, you start to wait. You start to just open your eyes a little bit and you peer in to the vastness of libertarianism. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to put my foot, just put my toes in for a second. And it just it warms my heart. So, That's all I want to say. Uh, from this local news, this is Spectrum local news. I haven't pulled from that, but I can wanted I, to. I, before we dive into yeah. this real quick, you talked about how Apple Podcasts changed it to follow. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured out why. They now have a subscription service. Oh, okay. So now you can subscribe to podcasts like and actually you pay. Huh. Yeah. So what like, do you get? I don't know. So like the Midnight Miracle here, which is a Luminary original, um, they you unlock a network of award winning Luminary originals. It's it's seven day free trial, then four ninety nine a month. And Maybe start charging for the podcast. Who knows? They're going to start charging for podcasts, it looks like. Okay. So I think that's why they switch it to follow, because I guess you follow for free, but if you're going to subscribe, you, now you have to pay. Okay. I just find that interesting. Well, as of right now, you get this whole podcast for free, but after we look into this, who knows? It might be your last <laughs> chance. 
Who knows? Okay, so lawmakers' interest in conservatorships grows following Britney Spears' testimony. In a letter penned this Wednesday, Representative Matt Gatz invited the 39-year-old to testify in front of Congress, writing, now this is him writing to Britney Spears, You have been mistreated by America's legal system. We want to help. The United States Congress should hear your story and be inspired to, pi- to bipartisan action. What happened to you should never happen to another American. Congress can make things better, and you can inform our policy decisions. If you would, that would make perfect sense with Britney Spears informing Congress's policy decisions. If you will speak to Congress, we are ready to listen. Matt was like, man, I really need to get some more attention yeah. on myself. How do I make sure my name is published in news articles and around the globe? Finally. Yeah. How Finally. Do I- oh, I know. Britney Spears is really popular right now. Let me, let me just invite her. There's nothing in it for him at all no it's not that they see that this plays really well and that they want to be seen as trying to help uh women that that are being disadvantaged and and uh and in a lot of different terrible ways that this would not be something that they're doing it's because they care because Mm -hmm. congress wants to protect the personal property rights of americans and that's why they're doing this Marjorie Taylor Greene, Burgess Owens, and Amy Biggs also signed on to the letter. And this is actually bipartisan right now. Elizabeth Warren and Bob Casey on Thursday penned a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland asking the department to provide lawmakers with data on conservatorships. Ms. Spears' case had shined a light on longstanding concerns from advocates who have underscored the potential for financial and civil rights abuses of individuals placed under guardianship or conservatorship. Typically, older Americans and Americans with intellectual, developmental, developmental, and mental health disabilities. Now, read that again, though. Miss Spears' case has shined a light on a long-standing, on long-standing concerns from advocates who we never paid attention to. Yeah. They wrote us for months and years about their problems, <laughs> and I've got so many people in my district who have been calling my office, and I haven't returned their phone call. And finally, Miss Spears shined this light. And I, now I remember all those people I didn't take lunch with. But we, and and now, we, now we need to do something. But we've had long-standing <laughs> concerns about this. Yes. The concerns are most known for their long-standingness. Okay? Isn't that... Isn't, if I was someone who had been advocating for all these concerns, for, for if somebody had me under conservatorship or whatever, and, I've, and I had been advocating for myself or for my loved ones of what's going on, and... It was never taken up for years, and now all of a sudden, because of Britney, I would be so pissed right now. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy, because hopefully something's done about it, but I'd also be pissed. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, so you won't listen to me because my name's, you know, Mr. Whatever, Smith? Which, it's, but but Miss Spears? Okay. It's unclear exactly what will happen next for the pop star, as she has yet to formally file a petition to terminate her conservatorship, but she made more than clear she wants out of the arrangement. The singer has been under control of the conservatorship since 2008, after Spears began to have a very public, uh, have very public mental struggles shortly after becoming a mother. In last week's testimony, Spears decried, decreed or decried, I guess decried the conservatorship as abusive, and slammed her father and the others who have controlled it. Among the more shocking allegations was Spears' claim that she wants to marry her boyfriend and have a baby, but the conservatorship won't allow her to. And she also said, I have an IUD in my body right now that won't let me have a baby, and my conservators won't let me go to the doctor to take it out, she claimed during the hearing. 
It's not uncommon for conservatorships to continue for years, decades, or even in perpetuity. While a conservatorship can always be dissolved by the court, it's rare that a person successfully asks to be released. The burden is on them to prove their competence. The mandatory secrecy of medical records has kept murky the reasons why Britney Spears must remain in hers, but it's clear that it involves psychiatric issues. A recent filing said that she wasn't capable of giving consent for medical treatment. All so right. she can't even medically treat herself. Yeah. Um, from, from what I can tell, that, from what I can tell, this seems like a, a, like a load of BS to me, and this seems like a really big overreach. Now, I don't know the specifics of her medical records, but I would venture to guess that there are quite a lot of people out there who have a little bit of crazy tendencies. Maybe even some of them are actors and actresses and performers that are out there that have a lot of money that may or may not be a little bit crazy. So what, she shaved her head and was doing cocaine? <laughs> That's called a Tuesday where That's, I'm from. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I mean, it says in the, even in the article, it's clear that it involves psychiatric issues. And I think what they mean by that is not clear that she has psychiatric, psychiatric issues. I think it's clear that because of the secrecy of the medical records and all of that, uh, and it's clear that the conservatorship uh, has, has been... Has, is still in place and they have not broken that arrangement that they're, they're saying it's psychiatric issues because that's going to be the only way that they can keep Brittany locked up. How, how ridiculous is it though, that the burden of proof is on her to prove that she's mentally competent, right? Like, why is the burden of proof on her? You're, you're the person who's taking the rights away from another individual. The burden of proof should be on the state to prove that for some reason she should not have access to her money. And there's a lot of really ironic and slightly hypocritical things going on right here. But before that, I'd just say, if you want to make $50 million and then just go blow it all on a bunch of really stupid stuff and waste it all and run yourself into millions of dollars of debt and then, and then find yourself in a roadside ditch somewhere afterwards, this is America. You should be able to you should be able to frivolously spend all of your money and I don't see any reason that a court should be able to come in and say that well because you potentially have some mental problems we can't let you have access to your money. I I think that it's kind of insane. I mean along that line everyone who wins the lottery who who's poor who wins the lottery should have a conservatorship be like look you've been poor your whole life clearly you don't know how to manage large sums of money. Yeah. So we're going to manage it for you and uh, you're going to stay poor, but less poor than what you were. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to hold all this money. It's your money. And this is what you were talking about before the show, which is what we, I kind of, sh uh, uh, which is what I kind of shined light on in the beginning, which is I love when all of America gets behind something that's truly libertarian mm -hmm. because everyone's arguing for, for pretty much, I mean, Free Britney has been trending on Twitter for the last, I don't know, 10 years, I think. Has Twitter been around 10 years? Probably. As long as Twitter's been around. Yeah. Free Britney has been a hashtag that's been trending pretty much. And so everyone's behind freeing Britney. I've seen all kinds of podcasts on it. I Even uh, one of Stephanie's favorite podcasts, Kate Kennedy or something, Be There in Five, I don't remember what it is. She did like a whole series on Britney. It was crazy. Yeah, And so everybody's behind freeing Britney and how crazy the story is. And it's like, if you want to spend all your money in one day on whatever it is, that should be your prerogative. Who cares? 
you want to pile it all up and set it on fire. Yeah. The, the, what, what's, what's un-American about that? And even deeper than that, the essence of this argument that people are getting behind is that she earned that money through her talents and her work that she put in. And so it's her money that she has a right to, and she should be able to spend it however she wants, and no one can take away that right for her to have access to that money that she earned. And that is a very important argument for people to, to wake up and smell the chicken, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's roasting. Because <laughs> yeah, it's roasting and it's coming back to the, to the hen house, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they are making the argument that she earned it, therefore she has a right to it. And now Congress is coming in and saying, we can't have these types of rights taken away from Americans. You earned that money. Okay, and and you can't have that taken away by someone. Congress is making this argument that this is your money and you should be able to spend it however you want. And so I I tweeted something that was doing pretty well so far, as far as our Twitter goes, which is that it's very ironic that a lot of the people tweeting free Britney are simultaneously arguing that all of us should be put in a government conservatorship. That yeah. that's really, that is really what they believe, and they don't realize that they're making that argument, that they're against the idea that she's losing these rights and she's in a conservatorship, but they really want a large government conservatorship for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's really what they want. That's what we should start calling it. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe people will understand. It's actually, a, that's a pretty good idea. We're in a giant government conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to put Jeff Bezos in a conservatorship from the government. Yeah. You want to put Elon Musk in a conservatorship. That's what you want to do. You want to control well, those guys didn't earn it though. Yeah. Brittany earned hers. Those guys. That's isn't, isn't it interesting <laughs> by the way, how most people on the left can separate celebrity wealth mm-hmm. from business wealth. You hardly ever people see, you, are, you hardly ever hear people. I hardly ever people I see ever, too. I've never people seen in my whole life, exactly. but I have heard people rail against people who made their money in business, but not quite as much uh, when you're talking about celebrities. Actually, Thomas Sowell talks about this in basic economics that you don't, hear people lamenting the fact that, uh, that, uh, that Michael Jordan made this much money or that LeBron James, now, of course, if you're comparing it to a female athlete, then people are upset about that. But no one's out there saying, hardly anyone is out there saying that these, that these athletes or these actors shouldn't be out there. George Clooney shouldn't be making $2,000 an hour on this movie. The, light, the lighting guy's making $18 an hour. This we is had insane. a legit viral meme mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. what, two years ago? Yeah. Of Taylor Swift's <laughs> C- mm-hmm. CEO pay of Taylor Swift versus all of her stage hands. Oh, yeah. And what the gap was. And that was that was awesome. But no one cares about that because when they look at celebrities, here's what they see. They see this is something that I don't think I could do. I know I can't go out there and sing and, and perform concerts or play an instrument or do something like that. I can't do that. And since I can't do that, when I see someone else who can do that, then I have accepted the fact that they have earned this money because they are doing something that not everyone can do. But when people think about their bosses or they think about CEOs, everyone thinks, well, I could do that. There's all you do is sit on the couch and smoke cigars and take naps and stuff like that. That's all really a CEO does. Or my boss, my boss is an idiot. All he does is walk around and make sure that I'm working all the time. And so I could do that. And so when they look at people that are above them in business, they say, well, I could easily do what they're doing. But when they look at celebrities, they're like, well, I wouldn't be able to throw a football like that, or I wouldn't be able to go play a tour and fill up a stadium like this. And so they, they, they see that those people have earned that money, but they don't see it when you're talking about 
CEOs. And that that is very that is a very interesting topic also. It's so interesting. So just when you see people talking about this, remember that uh, you need the, you need to remind them that a lot of them are arguing for government conservatorships for people and that we are against people going into this government conservatorship and that I want to free Britney and I want to free everyone else too. Yes, free everyone. Free everyone. Mhm. Not that free Britney doesn't matter. I'm not trying to, you know, do the debate of all lives matter versus black lives. So like Britney matters. I get it. Yeah. Okay. But, but everyone else is being held back too. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want everyone to be free, free from all conservative ships nationwide. Now I, an, mostly government. An interesting libertarian topic would be the idea of a conservatorship or a guardianship at, at all. Should you be able to take away does a, is, there a, is there a point where a person can lose their rights to what they've earned? When they violate the rights of others. Yeah. And so an elderly person that has a net wealth of, of $10 million that they've accrued over their lifetime, and they develop some dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that, and they're just buying stuff or going into debt, or maybe their family's getting them to go into debt or sign away some of their earnings, something like that. Is there a crime being committed there? Do libertarians allow for elderly abuse when it comes to financial means? No, and, and that no, person, if that person's being abused. Well, I'm not talking about abuse in a physical form. No, I'm, I'm talking about in, a financial even, abuse. Yeah, if they're being abused financially. Like, I think someone can step in and be like, okay, my grandmother's been taken advantage of by a scammer, okay, yeah. and I need to help thwart these scammers. But I think it should be very limited in scope. Like, the problem with this is, Maybe Brittany does have some problems and maybe she does need some help, but it's not limited. Like you need to prove exactly what she's done wrong, either to violate rights of others or that she's been taken advantage of. And she's not, doesn't have the mental capability to not be taken advantage of. And then you can very specifically be a conservator of those limited things, but it needs to be enumerated. And then what I would say is if you can define taking advantage of someone, then wouldn't you just develop crimes for the people who do take advantage of those people instead of taking away the rights of someone who might let someone take advantage of them? You would just focus on the crime of taking advantage of someone who doesn't have that mental capacity. So you don't take away the rights from the person who has the earnings or who has the wealth. You actually just prosecute the crime when it takes place yeah. instead of trying to stop the crime from ever being able to happen. That's that. It's a complicated, it's a complicated situation, and I've got some personal stories on this that I that I won't tell, because okay. they're because they're uh, they're too personal because they don't personal. they don't need to be on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, we're continuing along the realm of property rights and and personal property rights because and who owns you and who owns you who owns your stuff the stuff that you have because it seems like some cities are giving up on one of the main jobs that a government has. And so I start to question, like, why do we have this government? Do we believe in property? Are we being ran by a bunch of Marxists all the time? Is that what's happening in these large cities? Well, as the all Marxists? roads lead to fascism. They, yeah. That's where we're headed. And you need, you know, maybe go through Marxism before you get to fascism. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard, Hitler was maybe a fan of, I'm not making an argument based on Hitler. Okay. No, you just said Hitler. But though, I'm so saying that he might have been a fan of Marx as well. So mm. Mm. maybe that is on the road 
to fascism. Who knows? Well, since all roads lead there, it definitely is. It's it has to be. Yeah, it's, it's on the road. If if it's the, the last part built. of the road, then everything else is it's, before it. It's a government built road. <laughs> yeah. All right. From the New York Post, Manhattan's likely new district attorney has some truly radical pro crime ideas. So he's the likely new DA. Alvin Braggs appears to have won the Democratic primary election for Manhattan district attorney, making him the presumptive new leader because we know the Republican primary winner ain't going to win, of one of the most powerful prosecutor's offices in the nation amid surging violence in Gotham. <laughs> they're, they're now calling Manhattan Gotham. I've, I've found that that's a very that popular real? nickname for okay. it now. So from, you know, from uh, Batman. Gotham City. Oh. You ever heard of Batman Mm. before? Yeah. Bezos, Bruce Wayne. Gotham was overrun with crime and, you know, but we took a, it took the Wayne family to come in and fix us. That's why I love Batman so much. It took the billionaires. It's a story of a billionaire coming in and getting things done. Exactly. (laughs) Amid surging uh, surging violence in Gotham, Manhattanites should be hopping, hoping that Bragg takes crime seriously. Although his biography is impressive, his proposals give reason to worry now this is not so the most powerful prosecutor's office just for the city though this is manhattan's yeah it's a pretty big city but a closer look at bragg's proposals tempers his op this optimism that he wants the manhattan da's office to emulate the prosecutor's offices of chicago philadelphia baltimore and san francisco should alarm the nypd and law-abiding citizens Uh, so the da by the way is the one who decides basically whether or not they're going to prosecute charges mm-hmm. okay. so you could get arrested but if it's not going to be prosecuted yeah. then it really doesn't matter yeah and typically it's not really the da it's all the assistants <clears throat> yeah true <laughs> all the all the paper pushers True. be like okay do we have enough evidence for this one Mm-mm. um much like the case against um the the old man who used to have a tv show cosby <laughs> I couldn't remember his the name. The old man who used to have a TV show. <laughs> yeah. That narrows it down. Bill Cosby. The yeah. DA didn't have enough evidence. They weren't going to prosecute him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bragg will immediately begin deprosecuting certain offenses, refusing to punish violations of duly enacted criminal laws. These include resisting arrest, trespassing, fare evasion, marijuana possession, driving with a suspended license, and any traffic violation. Bragg tops off these detailed proposals with the uh, usual progressive mantra of ending mass incarceration, racial disparities, and police misconduct. So some of those I think we could... Really good. We could get behind. Amazing. So not prosecuting marijuana possession. Now, the the point that New York Post, obviously a right-leaning organization, is making that they first say is that these are, these are actually duly created these are laws that have been voted into effect and that they're going to decide to not prosecute them even though the state has voted and the people have but voted they were fine with laws. trump with trump not uh collecting the fee if you didn't have health insurance yeah and and Cause the because the executive branch can do that which by the way the da is a part of the executor so obviously the marijuana possession thing we would be in favor of driving with a suspended license and any traffic violation. That is a hairy conversation for libertarians to have. Why is your license suspended? That's what I want to know. Did you, uh, did you have a whole bunch of wrecks? Did you harm people with your vehicle too many times? And that, because what I always want to remind libertarians like Charlie is that even if we had private roads, we would still have licenses and license plates. You would still have to pay. Now it would be way easier. And I would much prefer that system. 
But there is not a system where we will not have licenses and license plates, even if we go to privatize roads. That will still be a thing. If you commit too many violations, whoever owns the road will end up revoking your license to drive on their roads. They will have to do that because they'll be legally liable for things that you do if they don't do that. And so, and they will also want license plates because they want to be able to identify. Now, will they charge you the license plate fee every single year? Probably not. They'll probably allow you to pay for it for five or 10 or 15 years or a lifetime license plate or something like that. You can get like a that. season pass. You can get online and do it. <laughs> yeah. You can get online and do it really easily. It'll yeah. be way easier. Okay. So, uh, but not prosecuting the suspended license or any traffic violations. My question is, or the fare evasion. So people hop in the fares when it comes to the subways, things like that. What is the incentive to ever follow any of the laws, any of these laws? That's what I want to know. And trespassing is on the list as well. Trespassing. They're not going to prosecute. So going on to someone else's property when you're not allowed to do that is also is not going to be prosecuted. fire to build buildings in here too? <laughs> oh, they've, they've made it clear that they're not going to prosecute people from the protests as well, just off of their historical precedent over the last... Uh, the only people that are really going to get prosecuted from protesting are the people who were in Washington on January 6th. Yeah. The, the, those are the people. I mean, you could get rid of 90, 98% of traffic violations, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like if you, if you um, hurt someone or kill someone, it's not like those are going to be not going to be prosecuted still. I think traffic violation is a good one uh, in essence just because what harm is speeding you know, if you don't hit anything, there's no, if no victim, no crime. Yeah. So that, that, that kind of those types of things. So that would reduce a lot of uh, traffic stops, right? If you're not going to prosecute traffic violations, well then they're, they're probably not going to pull you over as much. Reducing traffic stops, reduces police interactions, reduces pl- pl- reducing police interactions, reduces the chances of wrongful death by cop. And I think that that's a good thing. Now, tack on to this, the next article, Charlie. It's only a couple paragraphs, so add, add this on. All right, from Fox News, here's a list of crimes on L.A.'s new DA's do not prosecute list. So this is uh, L.A.'s new one. George Gascon, Los Angeles County's new head prosecutor, unveiled an agenda Monday that will usher in changes to the local criminal justice system by his refusal to prosecute certain crimes on top of other sweeping changes. As of Tuesday, many misdemeanor cases will be declined or dismissed prior to arraignment unless factors or for considerations exist, whatever that's supposed to mean. Factors for considerations. The list of offenses includes trespassing, disturbing the peace, a minor in possession of alcohol, driving without a license, driving with a suspended license, making criminal threats, drug and paraphernalia possession, being under the influence of a controlled substance, public intoxication, loitering to commit prostitution and resisting arrest. So once again, some of those we could actually get behind. Yeah. The misdemeanors that are important, like uh, domestic assault, mm-hmm. you know, or, or assault and battery, the, the misdemeanor versions of those obviously aren't on the list because you're actually harming someone, but uh, loitering to commit prostitution, don't care. Uh, influence of a controlled substance. Don't care. Don't care. Public intox. Don't care. It's you especially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drug and paraphernalia possession, don't care. Minor in possession of alcohol, who cares? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. We'd be probably way better off if we allowed kids to drink when they wanted to drink. Parents sure would be, you know? Yeah. It'd be a lot less to deal with. 
Well, Parker's drunk again. He just passed out in his bed. Totally good to go. You should let parents make that decision. That's what it should be. You know, the government shouldn't be telling you what you can and cannot put in your body. What I'm wondering again is this whole driving without a license thing. I'm and listen, I'm totally willing to have that conversation. Like I said, I I, I want us to have privatized road systems. I think that would be the best thing to do. I, it's it's making me question again how they think people will decide to just magically pay for your license or for your, your driver's license, your plates, or anything if you know that there's not going to be any prosecution for it. Well, here's the th- let me ask you this question. If you committed a crime serious enough to where you should lose rights, wouldn't you be in jail? So then you wouldn't be able to drive anyway? Oh, I mean, depends. And then when you, once you've paid your debt to society, can't you come out and drive? I'm not arguing that you shouldn't be able to. I'm arguing that from the standpoint of a government that wants to rake in money from its citizens so it can spend that money on stupid things, I'm trying to figure out what their thinking is, that people are just going to magically keep following the laws, or they just know that they're only going to get the money from law-abiding citizens anyway, so they're going to quit, quit wasting their time on, on, those, on those things. It's going to create kind of a different system. I think we need to go deeper, though. Should you have to have a license to be able to drive a car? We are going to go deeper. These are just the precursors to the actual conversation. Should you have to have a license to drive a car? I I would say that I I would say that you should. I would say that you shall. What I will say is that regardless of whether the state or private entities are running the roads, we will require licenses to drive cars. But I don't care if that's going. I don't care if should we. The, Regardless of whether or not they're going to require it, whether it's private or public, should we? I don't know about that. Do you, do you need your papers to travel through the street? I can't, I can't force someone to do that. I can say morally whether or not I would prefer that people So you want people something. to have papers? No, I can say morally you, whether or not I want them to, but would I physically force someone to do that? You're fine with the government requiring a certain group of people to have papers. I am literally saying the opposite of that right now, which is that I wouldn't force anyone to do that. Would I, but, would I think that people should have something? Maybe I might feel that way, but would I force someone to do that? Would I enact laws to do that? No, I wouldn't be able to because I don't have that authority. And, I, and since I don't have that authority, I can't give that authority to anyone else. So that, that's, what I would, that's what I would say about that. So you want people to have papers? <laughs> yes. Now the so, real what you're com- saying, so what you're saying is you believe people should carry their papers around? I believe that everyone should be asked for their papers at all times. Should everyone have a star on their yes. jacket? Yes, everyone, we should, uh, <laughs> vaccination stickers on their arms, yeah. Wow. Barcodes tattooed on their, on their forearms, yeah. Wow. Absolutely, all of it, yeah. That's what you're saying. That's what I, that is obviously. Well, the yeah. truth comes out I'm eventually. saying I hate women, actually, that's what I was saying, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Um, the important parts of this conversation, because these are just a lead up to the real conversation, is the fact that they're not going to prosecute things like <laughs> trespassing. They're not going to prosecute things. Uh, uh, now we're talking about theft. Now we start talking about personal property rights. Because this has been taken to even more logical conclusions in San Francisco now. Where they're not only doing those things that we just listed in these other cities. Uh, they're also not going to prosecute people who stole less than $1,000 worth of goods from someone else. So if it was less than $1,000, you don't have to worry about ever going to jail for that. So now what system are you setting up right there? Joe says, papers, walls, what other fascist ideas do you have, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was channeling my inner Nick. Is that my bad. Nick I'll that has those ideas Nate. or Nate? That, that's Nick that has those <laughs> oh, okay. ideas. Yeah. yeah. Your alter ego. Nate doesn't have those ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now we talk about, are we going to prosecute things like physically taking things from other people? Now that, that I find ridiculous. Yeah. Because that's actually violating someone's rights. And to me, the trespassing thing should also fit into our I, libertarian viewpoints as well, that they're decriminalizing that. Okay. Target and Walgreens. This comes from fee.org. Thanks, Brad, for, uh, for writing this one up. Target and Walgreens are making drastic changes amid skyrocketing shoplifting in San Francisco. Maybe you guys have seen some of the videos. There's been a lot of videos. People just walk in and they grab stuff and they leave. And they don't care because there's not going to be any prosecution for it. I just got to keep it under 950. Just a little bit of backstory on this. In 2014, Proposition 47 downgraded possession of illegal narcotics for personal use, which is fine, and theft of anything under 950 in value from felonies to misdemeanors. Anti-incarceration advocates disagree with that argument, but theft is indisputably booming and narcotics activity is exploding on the sidewalks, parks, and playgrounds. Once again, if people want to do bad things to their body, that's fine as long as you're not harming so other now, people. So now what are they requiring for those companies to sue them in small claims court? I, I'm not sure. Uh, so, so going on here, San Francisco ranks as the fifth worst city in the U.S. when it comes to retail theft. They're actually the number one city when it comes to overall theft. Now the problem is getting so bad that businesses like Target and Walgreens are being forced to make drastic changes. Quote, for more than a month, we've been experiencing a significant and alarming rise in theft and security incidents at our San Francisco stores, Target spokesperson said. With the safety of our guests, team members, and communities as our top priority, we've temporarily reduced our operating hours in, San Francisco, in six San Francisco stores. They normally close at 10, but now they're going to be closing at 5 or 6 p.m. Now that's going to make COVID worse because they're going to get a bunch of people in there Mm -hmm. all at the same time. Meanwhile, Walgreens stores are faring even worse with some shutting their doors altogether. Quote, representatives from Walgreens said that thefts at its stores in San Francisco were four times the chain's national average and it had closed 17 stores in the San Francisco area, largely because the scale of thefts have made business untenable. Jesus. Reported in the New York Times. This isn't just a problem at big box retailers either, because I know what you're thinking. Well, screw those big businesses. Now we got time for the small mom and pop shops. People are just taking what's theirs from from these large corporations. That's exactly it. The California Retailers Association has decreed that rampant theft, which is hurting Golden State businesses, small and large, theft has gotten so bad in some parts of San Francisco that it's beyond belief. The dysfunction-driven closures and scalebacks at major retailers were hurt everyday Californians from the workers who hours are cut to the customers who can't get the products they need. This undermining of the market will have many victims beyond just those who are directly robbed. The, uh, <clears throat> and then he talks about the referendum moving the theft of goods less than 950 down to a misdemeanor, and they're pretty much just not dealing with it whatsoever. And so the, to me, the important part of this, and, I, and we don't have to just talk about Marxism or whatever that says that you know, there's not going to be any private property. Because that really is an idea. I don't think these people are reading the Communist Manifesto and then running out to Walgreens and saying, screw it, I'm going to steal this stuff. I think this is a natural thing that happens with human beings. If there are no repercussions for taking something and not having to pay for it, then most people are going to see the incentive structure right there. It's just, why would you worry about paying for things? Why would you do that? Okay. And this ends up having really bad effects on the whole community. Also define the theft of goods less than 950. Is that in one day? Is that at one time? I think at one time more is than that likely. Is that over the lifetime of how many goods you can take from a place? I'm, I'm guessing it's going it to be each a, place. Mm, mm, 
I, that now I bet it's instances. Each instance okay. of theft, yeah, well, would be because uh, they're going to have to legally define it. And I guarantee it's going to be instances. Um, Thomas Sowell talks a lot about this in basic economics when it comes to there's always been this narrative that in these poor neighborhoods or predominantly minority neighborhoods or whatever the case may be, that there's this, this racism and terrible thing going on where these stores end up having higher priced goods, things that you could get for half the cost or 75% of the cost at other places and other parts of the city, and they end up being more expensive at these other places. When, what he talks about is that the, one of the things is when the rate of theft is so much higher in those areas, the businesses can either close their doors or they can raise the prices of everything. Maybe they have to pay for more security, which what I've seen from the videos, the security doesn't do anything. What, what are they supposed to do? They can't, the security can't arrest someone and take them down to jail. They can't put them in jail or, or anything like that. They're, they're just there to hold someone until a police officer gets there, really, or to deter people from doing something. And if the person doesn't care that there's a security guard there, well, then the security guard's not going to do anything. So there's a lot of reasons that this can end up actually hurting people that are in these poorer areas. One, by raising prices, taking away the options for the stores. Uh, it, can, it can actually take away these stores altogether. It sounds like a lot of the Walgreens have closed. I saw other things like the Gap has closed almost all of their stores in, in San Francisco because the theft has been so bad. Jeez. And this is a really bothering thing to me because you see this we talked about this with Seattle. Some of their city council members we know are very socialist. Uh, this is also going on in San Francisco and likely in a lot of other cities. But there's no respect for private property, really, whatsoever. And we also saw this last year when all these protests and arson and destruction of property was going on, that, that this is not really considered uh, taking away someone's rights, really, whatsoever. It's only going to hurt the corporations, right? And we hate the corporations. Mm -hmm. So who cares? This is ours anyway. You stole this from us somehow. Uh, I don't know how you work that out in your head, but you stole this from us somehow, and we're just getting back what's ours. And it's actually tyrannical that you would charge us for these things anyway. And we've all, you can't just make something and say that I don't have a right to it. Yeah, you didn't make it anyway. You're... Your poorly yeah. paid people made it. Your people in China made this, so I can take this if I want to. And then you start to see the repercussions of this. And what people think is, oh, we're all just going to have all the stuff that we need and we won't have to pay for it. And or maybe we'll keep people out of jail and there won't be this mass incarceration going on. What it, the other side that ends up happening is people who are in these neighborhoods end up be becoming very negatively affected by this. And then it ends up snowballing into even bigger problems because the, then the prices have to go up or the, the economy in that neighborhood starts going down and the jobs start going away and then people have less money and then they're more prone to having to steal the things that they need or the prices go up and they can't afford the things so they're more prone to having to steal the things that they need. And it, you're really just seeing a lot of Marxist theory being played out in my opinion right now, where people are trying to tackle the mass incarceration problem, and they're not asking, well, what if we just did things where, where maybe we didn't put people in jail if they never violated the rights of another person? Why don't we just start with that? You never violated the rights of another person, I'm not going to hold you in jail, okay? We could start with that, 
and maybe not go all the way to, well, you only, via, you only violated $949 worth of rights of another person, and, and, and so we don't have to put you in jail for doing that. You know, the problem is people have to work to create these things and people need to work at these jobs and people mm -hmm. spend time in their lives creating these things that people are stealing. Yeah, I think on this whole theme, some of it is good and some of it is just absolutely stupid. Mm -hmm. and, but my question comes in, okay, so what does, so, so typically these crimes are usually automatically prosecuted, right? Especially felonies. Um, but my, my, I guess my thing is, is like, or unless the DA decides there's not enough evidence or whatever, what is the responsibility of, of these corporations or mom and pop shops or whatever to, to sue the individuals themselves be like, okay, well, this person stole money from me. I can prove it and, you know, court and then get a judgment against that person to pay it back. And then if they can't pay it back, well, then they're in contempt of that judgment and they go to jail. I, I don't know. Cause like, let's say you stole money from me, you know, and I, what am I going to do? Call the cops and be like, yeah, Nate, he's been stealing money the whole time. And it's, it's $949 worth of monies that he's stolen. And what are they, what are they going to do? Prosecute you? Like, they're, what's, what's, I would have to sue you to get that money back. What's going to happen is the corporation would see that the, the money and time that they would have to spend doing that for each individual person is not going to be worth it to them. It's better for them to just take the hit. Plus, it, take the hit or close the store. Or because, close the store. Yeah. They could just open more stores in other places. There's a corporation that's got stores all over the entire country. Why mm -hmm. would I focus so much on San Francisco? I'll just leave San Francisco. And then the. And then the people running the city can talk about how the corporations are leaving and they're evil and they don't care about the people. And then we can blame it on them and the economy going down and we can get money from the federal government to fund everything that we need. That's, that's what would really end up, that's what will end up happening in, in this case. So what, what I want to know is what is the job of, the, of a government? I feel like part of the job of the government is to protect your property rights. Oh, that's laid it's, out in the Declaration of Independence. One of the things that they're most supposed that they're supposed to do. Governments are instituted amongst men and a woman <laughs> to derive their just powers from the consent of the government. That's to secure these rights, like life, liberty, and property. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Declaration of Independence is not a legal document, but I, I do think that. Well, I'm saying that's the philosophy behind government. Like what. What is the role of government? Well, they spelled it out for us. Mm -hmm. The role of government is to protect rights. And so I think, yeah, these types of things are a problem when people are having their rights violated and the government's not going to do anything about that. That's a problem. But some of these I think are good. Like, mm -hmm. I think most traffic violations, if not all, I can definitely say most. I don't know about all, but I can definitely say most should all be gone. Right? Not only not prosecute them, just get them off the books. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be there. I remember I saw this great video by a former um, a police chief, I think, who, who came out and was talking about literally almost all the traffic violations were created just to give the cop a reason to pull you over. Mm -hmm. So they can search your car. So they can search your car. Yeah. Or figure out if you have any warrants or, or anything else like that. Like That's why all of them were created. Mm -hmm. Just so they can get you pulled over. So get rid of those. Now, maybe since they're not also not going to prosecute marijuana possession, then you won't have as many traffic violations in the first place because that's really what they're trying to find most of the time, if not other drugs and guns. And we still got to 
they're still going to have to pull people over to find those illegal uh, fireworks, those gun show loopholes. Yeah, and the, in California, they got to make sure you don't have illegal fireworks on you. That's for sure got to happen. Yeah. But I don't know, this whole trend towards not caring as much about personal property or about property rights for people, we've seen this ongoing. It's obviously gotten a lot worse in the last year. And this is really how a society starts to deteriorate, and we see it in some of these big cities. And I'm hoping that we don't see it in all the cities surrounding them and all the smaller cities, but it's another good reason to make sure you live in a state that's not ran by complete idiots, you know, or mm-hmm. people who don't care about your rights whatsoever. Move to one of those states that wants to make sure that you don't have a conservatorship taking away the, your right to your wealth, you know? Only the government can do that. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's only their right to be able to take away your rights to your money. All right, we're Same at- thing with the civil asset forfeiture. Mm. Don't even get me started, man. Mm-mm-mm. I'm surprised that they want to stop doing some of these traffic violations because that's really going to take down their civil asset forfeiture budget that they run all their parties off of. Right. Yeah. That's, whew, I'm surprised. Be- I bet the police officers are really mad about that. Well, the government, the city itself, mm-hmm. how else are they going to get, they're going to have to raise taxes, man. <laughs> Keep paying for everything. And that will be the ultimate end, by the way. That, that's what's actually going to happen. Legal theft. They'll actually have to raise taxes so they can legally take your property away from you because so many other people had their property taken away from them that they moved out of the area, and now all they're left with are the law-abiding people or the poor people who couldn't move, and they will have to raise their rate of legalized plunder that they live off of. <laughs> So, all right, we're at the, and we're that's at, a we're wrap, at one o'clock. Folks, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, hashtag free Britney, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then hit that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to this show. Hit that follow button and leave us a rating and review, if you will, please. Five stars if you think it's worth it, because it is. And we, uh, we couldn't appreciate that anymore. And tell all the children about the show. Tell Brittany's dad. Send this show over to him on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Please do. Tweet it out. Shout it out. On your next hiking trip, when you're on top of the mountain, just talk about Good Morning Liberty. And uh, I already said tell the children, but tell them again. Okay? Because they don't listen. <laughs> Sign up. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. Be part of our live show every single day of the week when we feel like going live, which is almost every single day of the week. Uh, for all of you folks that are Patreon members, it is the live episode coming up Saturday, July 10th. We have a whole weekend that we're going to get together. We're going to start seeing some of you folks trickle in on Friday and see you Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a good old time that we're going to have. So we appreciate all of yins that are coming. And uh, if you want to find out how to be part of those things, patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. If you want to trade any stocks or stock if you want to get in the stock market masters masters market of the stonks nailed it go to mastermystonks.com <laughs> flawless <laughs> <laughs> if you guys do all that we'll be back again tomorrow hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty liberty